Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. If you're a San Francisco resident, you might have some ballot burnout after this year's wild elections. That included the recall of three school board members and former district attorney Chesa Boudin. If all of that hasn't fatigued you yet, then buckle up. The upcoming November midterm election is really important. San Francisco voters will weigh in on a number of local measures, including on housing and car-free JFK Drive. They'll also decide if Breed's recent appointees, like District Attorney Brooke Jenkins, will get to stay in office. Today on Fifth Emission, we're looking at one Breed appointee race in particular, the supervisor race in District 6. The newly redrawn district includes the South and Market, Mission Bay, and Treasure Island neighborhoods. It's where many of the city's most pressing issues happen, so who voters choose as supervisor is significant. The District 6 supervisor seat was vacated by Matt Haney after he left for the state assembly earlier this year. Mayor Lennon Breed appointed former SFPD spokesperson and political ally Matt Dorsey to be the incumbent supervisor. Now he faces voters for the first time, and his main competitor is Haney's former chief of staff, Honey Mahogany. If she's elected, Mahogany would become the first transgender supervisor in San Francisco. Here to break down where the candidates stand on top issues in San Francisco is Chronicle City Hall reporter J.D. Morris. What do they think are the solutions to the city's drug crisis? How would they manage public safety and housing development? And why should all San Francisco residents not just District 6 residents, pay attention to this race. J.D., thanks for being here. Good to be here. So, J.D., District 6 includes neighborhoods that the Chronicle covers quite a bit, including Soma and Mission Bay. But before we get into the details of the race, tell me why this particular supervisor position is critical not only for that district, but also for the whole city of San Francisco. Well, there are a couple things going on here. First of all, Soma in particular is at the center of many of the biggest challenges that are facing San Francisco right now. It is one of the parts of town that has been most hard hit by the drug overdose epidemic that San Francisco has been dealing with that has killed more people in the last two years than died in San Francisco from COVID-19. There's been a lot of new housing built in this part of town uh, in the last decade. Um, but San Francisco's housing crisis, you know, persists as a citywide issue. And so whoever is is elected in this race is going to be someone who will have to deal very heavily with the housing issue in San Francisco, trying to advocate for citywide solutions. At the same time, it touches on, you know, downtown areas that have been grappling with the impacts of the pandemic. It is also just sort of naturally one of the more competitive races that is on the ballot. Incumbents do very well in San Francisco politics. In about the past 20 years, 
the only time that an incumbent supervisor has lost election in San Francisco has been when that incumbent was appointed recently by a mayor. Mm -hmm. And this is the only race that meets that definition. And that incumbent that you're speaking of is Matt Dorsey. Breed appointed him when former District 6 Supervisor Matt Haney went to the state assembly. Dorsey is up against three other candidates, but his top competitor is Honey Mahogany, who was Haney's chief of staff and Haney's preferred successor. How did Breed explain her decision to appoint Dorsey instead? So the mayor referred a lot when she chose Matt Dorsey to the experience that he had. This is his first time in public office, but he was very well known around City Hall before he worked for a couple years as a spokesman for the San Francisco Police Department. He was a longtime press secretary for Dennis Herrera, the former city attorney. So he has a lot of experience working with City Hall, working in San Francisco local government, and that was definitely something that the mayor highlighted in choosing him. At the same time, though, she was very vocal about his personal story. Matt Dorsey is in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction, and he talks a lot about that. And You know, he talks about how it is actually his own journey in recovery that motivated him to want this job to begin with. He saw what was going on in San Francisco with the fentanyl crisis. He saw the Tenderloin emergency declaration and Mayor Breed said that, you know, his story really resonated with her as well, and she thought that that would help him address the drug crisis in District 6. And there's also some political alignment between Breed and Dorsey as well, right? I mean, Breed has taken a more pro-policing, tougher-on-crime approach, and that is something that Dorsey is in support of. Correct. And you saw that, you know, in in the Tenderloin emergency when Breed declared that. But you also saw it heading up to the recall of now former district attorney Chesa Boudin. The mayor did not endorse the recall, but she had been critical of the former district attorney. Her selection of Dorsey happened, you know, one month before that recall. After Dorsey was appointed to the Board of Supervisors during the budget process, the mayor had to, you know, ask for a budget increase for the police department. You know, she really wanted to focus on hiring more money to recruit police officers to fill vacancies. But I I think generally it's true that she saw Dorsey as an ally when it came to public safety, and and that was a big priority for her. And as you mentioned, Dorsey is new to public office. He's been the incumbent supervisor now for five months. What has his leadership looked like? Unsurprisingly, he has made addressing the fentanyl crisis the centerpiece, I would say, of his short time in office so far. Most recently, he's unveiled the San Francisco Recovers Plan with support from Supervisors Raphael Mandelman and Catherine Stephanie. And what that's really all about is it's it's a resolution that has not been passed yet. If passed, this resolution would call on a bunch of city departments and commissions to report back on what they need to do in order to more effectively respond to the 
fentanyl crisis, the public drug dealing and the overdoses. And then Dorsey has also proposed, uh, again, through legislation that has not been passed, these right to recovery zones. And what those are is that that would allow for basically the police to prioritize enforcement in areas around facilities that serve people with substance abuse disorder. So basically a zone around these facilities where the police would prioritize confiscating drugs and arresting drug dealers and and things like that. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's turn our attention to his competitor in this race, Honey Mahogany. What does she think of the San Francisco Recovers Plan? And what does that sort of say about how she differs from Dorsey? So Honey Mahogany was a former top aide to Dorsey's predecessor, Matt Haney. She was a legislative aide and then chief of staff at the end of his time in office. She's also chair of the San Francisco Democratic Party, but she's been well-known in the community for a long time. Back in 2013, she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, which made her well-known among a lot of folks in the LGBTQ community and people who watch that show. She's been very involved in, you know, the local nightlife scene. And so she's very well-known in in San Francisco political and, and nightlife circles. And when it comes to the San Francisco Recovers plan. She's been a little critical of it insofar as she thinks that the city already knows what it needs to do and that it comes down to a lack of funding and resources for services for public health workers and things of that nature. Basically, we the city needs to look at strategies that it already knows will work. It needs to hire more public health workers, you know, better fund the nonprofits that, you know, address some of these issues, focus on community ambassadors like Urban Alchemy that can reverse overdoses and help make the streets safer and things like that. And then how does Honey Mahogany differ from Dorsey maybe when it comes to issues of public safety? You've already mentioned how Dorsey has aligned with Breed on more policing, more tougher on crime strategies. How do they differ there? So one area where you can see this is when it comes to the San Francisco Police Department surveillance policy that the Board of Supervisors just passed. What that does is it authorizes a surveillance policy in which SFPD can temporarily tap into live surveillance feeds from privately owned 
security cameras. Dorsey um, was in the majority that approved that policy. Honey Mahogany has told me that she would not have voted for that if she were on the board of supervisors. That's one area where they differ. She's also emphasized that she really wants to focus on holding the police department accountable. One way that she said she would do that is by having hearings about whether the police department is effectively doing its job. If you read the Chronicle, you've probably seen columns from Heather Knight, you know, documenting instances in which you know, folks say the police department failed to stop crimes that were occurring. Another thing to point out, I think, in this area is that Dorsey is a strong supporter of Brooke Jenkins, the incumbent district attorney who Mayor Breed appointed a few months ago after Chesa Boudin was recalled. Mahogany told me she has not endorsed anyone in the district attorney's race right now. In one of your previous stories, J.D., you said that Mahogany described herself as a, quote, practical progressive. What does that sort of say about how she's approaching her potential leadership in District 6? Well, I think you can see that a lot when it comes to housing. She's very much someone who is trying to cast herself as someone who understands that San Francisco needs to build a lot of new housing in order to address its long-running housing crisis of high housing costs and not enough homes available for people who want them. She talks a lot about the ways in which she worked on that under Matt Haney and helping to get thousands of homes built in District 6 when she was working with him. She's very much out there trying to tell the voters that, you know, if she's elected, she's going to be a strong advocate for housing. She's not going to be someone who blocks housing. One example, I guess, is the Stevenson Street project. Last year, the Board of Supervisors rejected a, a housing project on the site of a Nordstrom Valley parking lot in Soma on Stevenson Street. That was criticized by uh, a lot of the moderates and a lot of the, the pro-housing YIMBY advocates in San Francisco. And Honey Mahogany has been very critical of that as well. So it's also important to note here and something that you've mentioned in this conversation is that both Dorsey and Mahogany are members of the LGBTQ community. If Mahogany wins, she would be the city's first transgender supervisor. Dorsey identifies as a gay man. Does any of those identities matter here? Or do you think this District 6 race really just comes down to these big issues you're describing? Identity is always important, but this race currently, you know, seems to be a very much an issues-focused race. But their backgrounds are, are both really relevant on the campaign trail, I would say. Dorsey is a gay man living with HIV who is also in recovery. And it's really the fact that he's in recovery that he focuses on when talking about the perspective that he brings that can help him address, you know, the fentanyl crisis in District 6. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Honey Mahogany would be the city's first transgender supervisor if she's elected to the board. Um, I should note she's not the only transgender candidate in the race. Ms. Billy Cooper, one of the other candidates in the race, is also a trans woman. So 
Honey Mahogany could indeed make history if she's elected. And, you know, there's no denying that. But I think the candidates are, are pretty focused on the policy issues right now. J.D. Morris covers San Francisco City Hall for The Chronicle. Read his coverage about the upcoming District 6 supervisor race at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for the edits and to you for listening. Mm-hmm. 